If you like ducks, dogs, training, deer hunting, anything outdoors, then this is the podcast for you guys. This is the Flying V Podcast. I'm Thaddeus Bash. I'm your host for this beautiful ride, and I'm assisted by my co-host, Mr. Changmore Vang. You can tune in every week and join us as we talk about anything and everything under the moon that you guys want us to talk about. Some facts, some fiction, and a whole lot of opinions. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Let's hop into it. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to the Flying V podcast. Hopefully, everyone had a pretty smooth week so far. Um, first and foremost, it is just going to be myself today. Uh, Mr. Vang has some stuff he had to take care of, uh, something to do with his AC, so I don't blame him for not wanting to be hot while he does a podcast. So uh, I'm going to be soloing it today. Um, and just a quick overview, I had some requests that um, people wanted me to talk about some good marking drills or drills they could run with their dog. Um, so we're going to be talking about some drills that you can do not only in your backyard, but some drills you can also do when you go to the field and stuff to improve marking and um, a couple other things. So we'll touch on those here in just a little bit. And then we're also going to be going over to Instagram and going live and I'm going to answer a few questions for everyone. Um, for those of you guys who are watching along on the YouTube channel, this podcast will be on the channel. Um, and then for all the drills that we talk about, I'm going to post up um, some diagrams as I explain them so you guys can watch along. And uh, if you're streaming this on RSS feed or on Spotify, um, you guys can always head over to the channel if you want to check out those diagrams. Um, when I talk about them, I'm going to put in the description the time frame so you guys can kind of go through and hear them explain again and watch it. So if you're more of a visual learner, um, it should help you guys out a lot. So before I hop into all that, I just want to say thank you guys um, if you're still listening to the podcast. Uh, for anyone who's new to the podcast, welcome aboard and hit that subscribe button. Um, the YouTube channel has been kind of flooded with the podcast lately, but I've got some videos that I'm working up. I got some cool new toys in over the last couple of weeks that I'm doing reviews on, um, as well as a few other things. So I got some stuff coming to the channel that's not just podcasts, uh, but it's been kind of slow and it's been really hot. Uh, we had a big heat wave kind of smack us the last two weeks, so uh, motivation's been a little bit down. But it's been a fun week since I talked to you guys last. Um, I actually just picked up a new dog box last weekend. It's a really big Jones two-hole insulated aluminum dog box with a fan um, in the truck. So uh, I am going to be posting a video of that on the YouTube channel. Uh, so hopefully you guys will enjoy that. And then uh, also this last week, I've been... Uh, dog sitting so uh we've had a big brown dog a uh, big chocolate lab in our house and uh i've been helping a friend of mine do some force fetch on him so uh been force fetching i've uh, been running boone through some force fetch a little bit as well so uh it's been fun um you know i've, I've ex expressed it before I, i'd love to take on a couple dogs and train them um so this is kind of just dipping my toes in the water and getting experience for it. And I will say I love it. Um, it's been a kind of busy week with work. Uh, so I've been having to wake up early to train and then go to work and then come home and do some sessions with them. Um, especially with force fetch, you know, we're trying to get two or three sessions in a day. But we finally got them off the table and doing some walking fetch. And we did our first session of a uh, force to pile. Uh, someone just flew by here in a hot rod. Sorry if that messed up the audio. But uh we can go ahead and hop into the subject. I just want to give a big shout out to Drake Waterfowl, first and foremost, uh, for their support for uh, myself and Flying V and all the different Flying V outlets we have. Um, if you don't own any Drake, you should be. They make great quality products. Probably the best waders I've ever worn. Their new breathable waders are amazing, and they got the zip waders as well, um, and everyday casual apparel. They got anything 
and everything you could need as well as trade performance fishing non-typical and old tom turkey stuff they also have their casual line so make sure you head over to drake waterfowl and check them out okay now let's go ahead and we'll hop into the main topic of this and uh, we're going to be talking first about some marking drills um, and there's hundreds of marking drills maybe not hundreds but there's a lot of them uh, and in different ways you could do them um, I'm just going to cover kind of the ones that I personally like and that I think have been most effective for us um, and anyone who's been following along we've had some struggles with Boone's marking and memory and confidence and We've been trying to work through that and shorten things up and uh you know and it's, it's learn from my example um don't rush things don't don't jump ahead and try and get big big things um start small and slowly progress so we kind of jumped ahead a little too much i feel like and now we're having to regress and go back through some steps so if you're following a training program there's a reason why there are steps in the order that they are okay so don't venture too far off that straight line okay because every step teaches something and prepares you for the next step so if you start missing some of those building blocks then you're going to run into issues down the road i try and tell that to a lot of people who uh, self-train you know follow the program and you're gonna be fine now with that said not every program works for every dog so you may have to find another program and pick and choose and add subtract whatever you need to do but Keep with the program. Don't skip those foundational building blocks and you'll be all right, okay? Um, so the first question I had um, was the why marking drill. And I, I think it's because I've shown some diagrams of it. I like to run it. Um, I think it helps tremendously with the dog spot marking abilities. And there's so many different variables you can add into it. It's almost like a pattern blind field. You know, you can provide suction and distractions and gunners and everything. Um, but still, you know, get a quality mark and you can teach so many different things. So a Y marking drill essentially is you have a gunner in the field. Um, depending on your dog's age, you can do this at all ages, really. Um, so you could be from 25 yards out to 100 yards. I mean, it's it doesn't matter, um, but we'll say 50 yards. So you'll get a gunner about 50 yards in the field. Um, and you and your dog will be at the line facing that gun, you know, straight out in front of you. There's going to be three marks thrown from this, and they're going to be in the shape of a Y. That's why it's called a Y marking drill. Um, so there's going to be a front facing, uh, so like a right angled in, and then a right angled back. And then there's going to be a left flat mark on the other side. So you have that flat, and then your two angles on the other side, and that makes a Y. Um, so what this does is, you know, it, it I think it tremendously improves spot marking uh, when you when the dog watches it and they sit. And you can tell when they mark it by the blade of the grass and they'll run straight to it um, and they'll learn over time um, of running this drill on how to mark it and it'll really really clean up um, their ability to mark these singles um, they're all ran as singles uh, it's also going to teach your dog check down and to drive past marks uh, so you're going to have you know that angled in and if that's the first bird they pick up they're going to have to learn to run past that old fall on that angle back okay when you have that one on the other side, um, that left flat mark, it's going to teach them to have to fight that suction of the old fall and choose the right side of the gun. So you're teaching plenty of concepts with just the drill like that. Now, if you want to put some stickmen out in the field or some other holding blinds um, and create that suction, you can do that, and that's perfectly fine. Make the distractions and teach your dog to take his, line, take his straight line mark that bird and drive straight to it uh, so it's a great drill like i said for pups of all ages 
um, and you can really run it tons and tons of different ways. I mean, you can get all your KRTs in it um, and still keep just teaching that pup, uh, marking straight lines and uh, being honest. So you can do it on land, you can do it on water. Um, we've ran it before where it was kind of on like the corners of a field or of, of a pond. So it was on the backside of the pond and they had to drive, um, kind of cut the corner and stay honest on their line and take water. Um, and do like an angle entry angle exit uh, so like i said you know you could be very creative with it and get a lot of good things out of it but they're simple marks and you're teaching things and boosting that confidence so the y marking drill is definitely one of my favorites um, when i run a y drill uh, what i also like to do is run it as kind of like a one for one drill uh, where you throw a mark pick it up then you go run a blind so you teach a cold blind come back run the next mark and then come back and you can run that cold line as a pattern blind or you can run another cold blind that you have out there so you can do mark blind mark blind mark blind um, and it keeps your dog well rounded keeps them on their toes um, and it helps them you know to get a break from running those marks because if you just run them repetitively which you can um, you know they'll kind of pick up on what's happening and then once you run it one way you can turn around and run it the other way so you get marks on both sides of the gun um, you can change the differences, uh, the distances, the color of the bumpers. You can change the amount of cover. For your first couple times, I would start with very low cover and bright white bumpers. But, yeah, wide drill this is definitely a good one. Uh, the next one on the list is going to be the X marking drill. So, very similar to the wide drill um, in the setup. You know, whatever yardage depends on the dog's level um, to run it from. Preferably the first time, low cover, bright white bumpers. So they can get real good marks. But this time, instead of two and one, um, you're going to have three marks on each side. So you have your right angled in, right flat, right angled back, left angled in, left flat, left angled back. Um, so you can throw them in your different orders and kind of teach the dog to mark the right side of the gun, whichever side they're running to, and to stay on that side of the gun. It's also going to improve their marking abilities, their line running, running past old falls, checking down, everything. So it's the same as um, your wide drill, except for there's more marks thrown in and you can get more creative with it. Um, nothing, nothing at all wrong with that. And um, it really just depends on what you're trying to teach that day and what your setup is and if you're what you're focusing on. Uh, the benefit to it would be you get more marks in uh, from one blind. Uh, Freddie King has a drill called the offline wide drill, which is one that we like to use a lot uh, when we're doing marking drills as well. And basically with that, it's the wide drill, but with instead of one blind, you have two blinds. So um, you'll have a station over here and a station um, way off to your right, and you'll throw your two marks, and then you'll go to the other one and throw your other mark or mix it up however you want to. So you can run these marking drills and get creative and split up the stations, do whatever you want, varying distances, turn them into hip pockets. I mean, you name it, you can really get out of the box and that's encouraged because every dog responds to everything differently. So what you want to do is spice it up in your training, keep showing your dog new stuff and teaching new stuff. So those are two great drills, the X and the Y drill, as long with the offline Y. Oh, excuse me, I needed a drink, but along with the offline why you can do so much with those two drills alone um the one for one i love um and we'll do that with just different singles i like to do that with cheating singles um you know really anything it 
it helps a ton in my opinion. But another good drill we like to run. Um, I call it single to double drill. I I don't know what the actual name is or if there is an actual name, um, but we'll do it often to boost you know memory building um, and dog's confidence and everything. So what we'll do um, is we'll pick our singles that we want to teach. So in our training, we run a lot and lot of singles. I don't run near as many multiples uh, because every day when you go out to train, you know, you want to get your setup and you want to know what you're teaching today or, you know, what, excuse me, what your purpose of that session is. So if we're doing, you know, a cheating mark and you want them to hold a straight line through an angle entry um, or a multiple entry or to fight this or go through a keyhole, you name it. You know, that is your setup for the day. That's what you want. Um, so we'll pick our two singles and we'll run them and make sure we get perfect lines out of those. So we'll run them and run them and run them. Um, so run them once and if they rock it perfectly, cool. We'll run the other single. Rock it perfectly, that's awesome. But we're going to run both of those again as singles just to make sure it wasn't a fluke. Okay, because if you know you line something up and you do it once and you do it perfect, you didn't get a correction. You didn't get any training in. The dog just did it right. That's fine. Run it again. If he does it perfect again, uh, then you know your dog is, you know, they got that concept down. Now, if they don't do it perfect again, there's your chance to teach uh, and correct. And then they'll know, well, I did it the right way the first time. This time I did something different. Don't do that. So now they understand that concept. So we run both of those again. Um, then, you know, take a break. If you got other people training with you or other dogs to run, go ahead and run those. Then pull your dog back off, come to the line again, and you're going to turn those singles into a double. Um, so throw right and throw left and your go bird. Uh, and what you're doing is boosting confidence on those multiples, um, and you're testing to see you know if they can really remember it. But the benefits of this is they've already ran both those marks twice, so they should have a general idea of where they're at. They'll remember that, um, and they'll remember what they're supposed to do. So now you get to test their memory. Um, you get to boost their confidence on not only those marks, but on their memory as well. Um, so you're basically setting them up to succeed. And confidence plays a humongous role when it comes to marking, when it comes to multiples, uh, when it comes to all this stuff. So I love to do drills like this where we run two marks or three marks um, and really teach them and then come back and run them as a triple. Um, and then when you run these, you know, if you have a short and a long mark, mix it up, uh, long go bird, uh, long memory bird, short go bird, short memory bird, um, and keep challenging your dog. Cause at every test you run, you're going to see different stuff. Some of the tests we ran were long go birds, short memories, and vice versa. The last finished test we ran, the, uh, memory bird, the first bird out was the long one is about 150 yards and some cover. So mix it up and train for every possible scenario. You're going to have a better well-rounded dog and a better testing dog. Um, so hopefully these three alone will help you guys. Um, and then we'll talk about a couple drills that aren't marking drills, but drills, <clears throat> excuse me, that you guys can do in your yard um, or you guys can do wherever. So one of these drills I like to do um, is a poison bird type drill. Um, and Basically, what we'll do, um, it's kind of a variant of Evan Graham's four-phase drill um, with his SmartWorks program. So we'll set a pile at 100 yards, 
and um, you're going to show that dog that pile, teach that pile. He's going to run a straight line, and then on the right side and the left, or the right side, excuse me, um, of the line, you're going to have a gunner at 20 yards. So they'll start at 20 yards, and in his four-phase drill, which is a good drill, um, he, you know, you start and you throw a bird away from the line. So if the line's in the middle, your gunner's on the right. He, you, your gunner's going to throw that bird from left to right and shoot. Now this is not a poison bird. The dog's going to go pick that up, come back, run the line, and learn to fight the suction from that. So you're going to do that at 20, 40, 60, 80 yards, and then you're going to come back. Your gunner's going to go to where that bird was landing and throw that bird from right to left towards the line. So it's going to land just off the line where he was initially standing. Same thing. Pick it up, come back, run the blind, continue that. So teaching him to fight the suction, fight the smells, do this with birds. Um, and it's going to teach him to really push past that 20, 40, 60, 80. The next phase of it is over or under the arc. <clears throat> so same thing. Go back to where the gunner was initially standing. And they're going to throw right to left over the line of the blind to land on the other side. So 20, 40, 60, 80, same thing. Pick it up, come back. And then phase four of that drill would be they throw it, it lands on the line, pick it up, come back, run the blind, 20, 40, 60, 80. So this drill is designed to teach them, you know, it helps them with steadiness. It helps them with concentration. It helps them to uh, know off of the old fall and dig hard. When you get into the later parts of the drill, it really creates a lot of suction uh, and pressure you know, to to chase those old falls. So you're teaching them to drive past old falls. But what I have found very helpful is running the same drill minus the inline birds as a poison drill. Um, so start on phase one, 20 yards, throw them left to right away from the line, throw it, bang, shoot, and then no off that, run your blind, come back, pick up the bird, go to 40 yards, repeat. And what you'll notice uh, if you look at the diagram is every increment that it goes out, that line to the uh, blind line is going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. So run these as poison birds. There is a lot of suction and a lot of temptation, especially for a dog that's bird crazy. Um, what's a great thing to do is use uh, dead birds, get all that smell, a dog that goes crazy for those birds. Um, and then not only that, but your pile is going to be bumpers. So they're always going to want a bird over a bumper. That's a no-brainer. So you're teaching them to fight that. You're going to listen to me on this. You're going to pick up what I'm telling you to. Then you get your reward. So same thing. Do the under the arc. All of those minus the inline. You're setting a dog up for failure if you're going to throw a live bird on a line that you're a pile that you're running. So you could... Instead of the laying online, you could do like close to the line or you can mix it up. But that's a poison bird drill. Um, and we train a lot of poison birds. You're not going to find a whole lot of them in HRC tests. But if you watch our last video, we did have a poison bird in our last fitness test where there was a poison bird. We had to know off of it and run the blind, then come back and shoot the other two marks and then pick up all three birds. So it's not a common practice, but it does happen. So you guys want to practice these just to be prepared for them. Um, they're great. Another drill that we uh, were shown by Evan Graham for uh, blinds and whatnot is called walking baseball. And um, walking baseball is a freaking awesome drill. Um, until I went to the Evan Graham seminar, I actually had no idea what walking baseball was, or at least the correct way to do it. I've heard people do it. I've seen it done. And... Uh, 
I guess I'd never done it the right way until I went to that seminar with him and Freddie King and really learned how to do walking baseball. But essentially, it's an easy drill. You can do it, you know, anywhere really just where there's short grass. And all you need is your pup and you need two bumpers and that's it. Um, so what you're going to do is uh, you're going to put a bumper down, right? Um, and then you're going to have your dog with its back to the bumper or wherever facing you. Your dog is going to be in front of you facing you. You're going to take your second bumper and you're going to toss that bumper where the dog can see it, you know, 10, 20 yards to his left or whatever. So that's going to create some suction, right? But you're going to know him off of that. And then you're going to give him a literal cast to the other bumper, wherever it is. So he's going to take that cast and go pick up that bumper. And then you're going to walk to wherever you want to. And that initial bumper you threw is now going to be your next cast. So you're going to leave that bumper lie where it was and walk across the field to where you want to receive him. You get it back. You sit him in front of you. You throw that bumper wherever, and then you cast him. So you got to be thinking a couple steps ahead on it. Um, so you don't back yourself into a corner or whatever, but it's a great drill to teach dogs to fight suction. Cause you know, if you throw a bumper, they're going to want that bumper. So you're teaching them to fight that suction. Um, but you're also teaching them to carry out your cast because they kind of know where that bumper is. So it's a confidence booster, but you're teaching them carry out that cast. And then instead of your normal backs, overs, angles, this is when you can start teaching your directional casting where instead of this cast, you're giving this cast, you know, instead of straight back, you're giving just a slight angle back, not a huge angle back, slight angle back, angle them in. You can really mix it up however you want to. You can put your dog right in front of you. You can put him out, you know, 40 yards in front of you when you sit him. It doesn't matter how you do it. Uh, it's another drill that you can get very, very creative with. Um, and we've ran it a couple of times, and I think it helped tremendously on Boone's ability to take casts and carry those casts out with that momentum. Uh, the hardest part, um, or I shouldn't say the hardest part, but one of the hard parts about, you know, blind running and casting is building a dog's momentum and confidence up enough to where they can accept a cast that you give them and not only obey that cast in a straight line, but take that cast and carry it out until they either get to their destination or you whistle them. That's what you want is to give a dog a cast and you want them to drive until you tell them to stop or until they get to where they're going. That is the whole purpose of uh, walking baseball is to kind of, you know, build the confidence, the momentum, uh, their cast ability, fighting suction. So it's another, uh, you know, multifaceted drill that they can do that's going to help them um, to succeed with whatever they're doing. So those are just some of the drills that I like. I'm going to pull up our live feed here on Instagram and uh, we're going to get to asking some questions. Hopefully we can get a couple people on here real quick. Um, I hate for you guys that uh, Vang isn't able to join us today. Uh, it sucks, but it is what it is. I understand people got things going on. Uh, with that being said, our 50 States of Waterfowl series that we're going to be doing is coming up soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're finally piling out the rest of the list. We have about 11 more states that I got to get seats filled in. So we're working on getting some guides or some outfitters. So I'm 
for those of you guys who are listening on the YouTube channel, I'll drop down below and post a link of that in the, or a, a list of what's remaining in the comments. So if you stroll across and you're from one of those states, guys, um, all you have to do is just send me a message or an email and say, hey, I'm from this state and I want to represent. Um, what's going on, everyone on Instagram? We're currently in the middle of recording the podcast and uh, my co-host, Mr. Fang's not in here today. He's busy. So I decided we're going to go live on Instagram. Hopefully we can get a couple questions, but we're kind of wrapping everything up. Um, so a recap for you guys, what we've talked about. Um, I shared some of my favorite marking drills um, and drills for blinds. And uh, we just started talking about our 50 States of Waterfowl series coming up. Um, so for you guys on Instagram as well, I'm going to post a list on my story of the states we have remaining to fill. If you want to represent your state on the podcast, all you got to do is shoot me a message and we'll get you guys on there. Okay. But uh, it should be a great series. We got some pretty good names coming on. Um, we got a couple YouTubers that you guys probably all watch that you're going to enjoy. Um, Freddie King's going to come on and talk with us. Rod Haydell of uh, Haydell's Game Calls is going to talk with us. So we got a couple big names coming on. Uh, and I think you guys will really enjoy it. It should be a fun series. And every week um, you guys are going to get to hear someone's story about waterfowl hunting, um, about dogs, about their life experiences from a different state. Um, so we're going to be doing all 50 states, A to Z, for each and every one of uh, the states with the exception of Hawaii. Hawaii freaking sucks and they don't waterfowl hunt there. Um, so we have a rep from Canada that's going to be filling in for Hawaii for us. So we don't claim Hawaii anyway. It's way out there. But uh, hopefully you guys are as excited for it as I am. I'm like a freaking little kid in the night before Christmas. I mean, I think it's going to be a blast. And I'm really looking forward to getting to meet new people every week and talk to them. And hopefully we can build some connections. Um, just to give a little uh, foresight on what we have coming up for the channel as well, in the next several months, uh, me and Vang did plan out our trip. So I will be going up to September here. Um, I'll be going up to September. I'll be going up to Minnesota in September to uh, stay for at least a week to do some duck hunting for their opener. So uh, for all my Louisiana friends, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm going to be shooting big ducks in September while you guys try and kill teal. So that'll be awesome. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Teal season, at least where we live, freaking sucks. Uh, last year we killed two teal and I probably hunted like six or seven times um it just they're, they're really not around here and when they are they're here for about a day so you just got to find them and get lucky but uh we'll be going up there in september and then we're also going to try and plan to do a little bit of traveling this year so we're going to make some videos in louisiana um, arkansas oklahoma texas i'm going to try and link up with uh, alabama and get over to bama and hunt some and mississippi as well so we're going to be doing at least six states this year um, on the channel hopefully uh, if i can get the time we're going to do them kind of all in a big segment trip so it'll be kind of a mini series and then my goal with this podcast with the 50 states of waterfowl is uh, eventually that's going to turn over into a youtube series and uh, it's not going to be cheap but uh, it's going to take a couple years to get it done but we're going to turn that over to a youtube series where we do 50 states of waterfowl and we make a video shooting ducks in every state or geese so it should be exciting. Um, I just wanted to check in with you guys on Instagram, kind of keep you up to date with what's going on. I appreciate everyone who's listening to the podcast. Like I said, if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me, guys. Um, I'd greatly appreciate it. It helps us out a ton. 
Um, and it definitely motivates me to keep on making videos and pushing out content for you guys. Um, and again, I thank everyone for the support. I know Flying V has changed a ton. You know, uh, we got the Instagram, the Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. We have the Flying V podcast now. Um, soon coming, maybe Flying V retrievers. So we got a lot of stuff branching off. And uh, I'm really excited for what is to come and what the future holds. We got some big plans coming up, and I'm really excited to knock it all out. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, do me a favor and uh, share it with your friends. Hit that follow button and stay tuned, guys, because you're not going to want to miss this series. Again, I appreciate all of y'all. Hope everyone has a blessed and safe weekend, and we'll see you next time on the Fly V Podcast.